Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, Ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. This is a legit product. The key ingredient is testophen, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text BODY to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics samples are not available in stores, so text BODY to 42424 right now. Text B-O-D-Y to 42424. That's BODY to 42424. Do you believe in ghosts? Haunted houses are generally the source of scary stories that people would share around a campfire or children would tell at a sleepover. Often, these tales are the result of tragedies shrouded in a mystery where there's no scientific explanation of events. It simply must be a haunting, right? You may have guessed, this week's story is one of unsolved tragedy in a haunted house. It might just make you think twice before partaking in any ghost hunts in the future. This is The House Down the Road. The house at the end of my road had been empty for years. I often passed it on my way to school. It was sad and lonely building, and it slowly became more run down with each passing year. I'd often pause to just stare at the place, looking at its sagging porch and the crumbling chimney. It had two front upstairs windows that looked like a pair of eyes. I wondered why the place couldn't seem to keep an owner. The kids at school always told stories about the house and claimed it was haunted by the spirits of a family who had been murdered there long ago. I never believed them though, after all, ghosts only existed in made-up stories. Even so, the fact that no one could seem to stay at the house very long did often make me wonder. One day I noticed the for sale sign was gone, and I was actually quite excited. Maybe someone had finally bought the place, maybe they even had children. But it was not to be. When I returned home I heard my parents talking about the place. Looks like the council finally decided on what they're going to do with the old place, I heard my father say. Apparently they're going to tear it down. It's for the best, I heard my mother say. It's become a real eyesore. Tear it down, I thought. But why? Surely it wasn't that far gone. With a little fixing up, it could still be livable. I heard my dad go on. Yeah, and with its reputation and all, removing it would be the best thing for the town. My mum agreed. Yeah, so when do they plan on tearing it down? By the end of the month, my father replied. At the time, I remember thinking, what did he mean by the house's reputation? I know I'd heard those rumours from kids at school about the family that had been murdered there. So for some reason, I thought I would investigate and just find out for myself. 
first thing I did when I had the chance was to visit the library to see if I could get any information on the old house. I hoped I'd find something, anything about the place, news articles or even urban legends. To this day I wish I hadn't. The first piece that I came across was an old news story. I read through the article, feeling more disgusted the more I found out. It seemed a family had lived in the house in the 40s, a mother, a father and two girls, what some might call a normal family. However, in an unfortunate turn of events, everything changed for this family. One night, someone had broken into the house and brutally murdered them. A neighbour had been woken up by the screams in the night, they'd called the police, but by the time they'd arrived it was too late. They found the family in the dining room, looking as if they'd sat down to dinner, but there was nothing normal about the scene. The bodies were covered in blood from multiple lacerations and their eyes had been gouged out. The article said the family looked like they'd been propped up after death. What made it even more unsettling, if that's possible, was the fact that all four of the victims had their hearts removed with seemingly medical precision. The missing hearts were never found at the scene of the crime. After a thorough investigation, the police hadn't found a single clue. All they found was a small charm bracelet lying by the garbage can in the kitchen. It was silver, with the name Sarah. At first, the police had thought it belonged to the mother, but the woman's sister confirmed she hadn't owned any such jewellery and they didn't even know anyone by the name of Sarah. Although it shouldn't have mattered, the fact that my name is Sarah meant that this creeped me out even more than it should have. I continued my search until I was just too unsettled to investigate any more. I eventually composed myself to return and finish reading. Not much else was in there except for one last thing. They had never found the killer. A bit more information I gathered involved the fate of the house after the investigation had ended. It had been placed on the market, but it could never keep an owner for long. Families would move out only weeks after moving in. Some claimed it was due to being unable to keep the payments up, but others claimed weird things kept happening. One family claimed they heard the sound of hearts beating in the middle of the night. A loud sound that would speed up and then slowly begin to stop. Others claimed to hear the sounds of children in the house, running through the halls and down the stairs, giggling, whispering and crying. The house hadn't seen any new owners since then, it had been empty for nearly 20 years. In the distance from my room, I could just about make out the chimney of the house, a shadowy rectangle in the late afternoon sunlight. I thought about what I'd read and I began to contemplate it all. So there was some fact to the stories about the house I'd heard at school, but they were far worse than I realised. Something made me wonder, why had it happened? What was the cause? The police had never discovered any motive behind the brutal killings. Could it have really just been random? An idea began to form in my mind. I don't know why I thought of it and I wish I hadn't. The answer had to be in the house somewhere. It just had to be. Later, after my parents had gone to bed, I slipped out of my room, down the hall, and I tiptoed down the stairs and out of the house. I ran down the street to the old house. In the moonlight, it seemed to have gained a sinister air. When I looked at the windows, they looked like eyes watching me as I walked down the road. I quickly ducked my head and rushed to the front door. It was locked, and the back door proved to be as well. I nearly gave up, but then I realised one of the basement windows was broken. 
I knelt down and paused a moment, concluding that I could just about fit through. I slid inside and landed in the basement. It was pitch black, so I took out the flashlight I'd brought with me and turned it on, panning it around in the darkness. I nearly jumped out of my skin when it stopped on an old dressmaker's dummy, but then I chuckled to myself and tried to shrug off the feeling it had given to me. Monsters aren't real, it's just an old house, I told myself. But my mind kept reminding me about those stories I'd read online. Were they true? It didn't matter. Even though they never caught the killer, it was so long ago, it's not like they'd miraculously show up back tonight. And for the stories, don't be silly, those people were probably just making those things up to get out of paying the rent, I told myself and moved on. Climbed the stairs, the planks creaking under my feet as I ascended. Once I was on the first floor, I slipped into the hallway and made my way through the dirty, cobwebbed room, looking around and hoping my imagination wouldn't get the best of me. I had nothing but the sound of my own footsteps on the hardwood floor. I paused at every doorway, looking into each of them one by one. The living room, the dining room, the kitchen, all were empty. But then something glinted in the moonlight on the kitchen counter by the sink. Curious, I entered the room and walked over to get a better look. I reached out with my free hand and picked the item up examining it. A bracelet, silver, with five charms dangling from the braided chain, spelling Sarah. Wait, what? How is this thing in the house when... A creaking sound interrupted my thoughts and I froze, listening. There it was again. It sounded like it was coming towards the kitchen. My heart began to race, the sound beginning to pound in my ears. Someone else was in the house. I looked around quickly, hoping to find some kind of hiding place. There was nothing except the space under the sink. I yanked open the doors and squeezed inside, pulling the doors shut behind me. Just as the door shut, the footsteps stopped. I held my breath, praying with all my might that whoever it was would go away. But I heard nothing, and waited until... What was that? It sounded like fingernails. I suddenly realised the sound was right beside me. Someone was in there with me. I closed my eyes, hoping whoever it was wouldn't come near me. By the sound, I knew it couldn't be a mouse, or even a rat. Heaven knows what else it was. The sound continued a bit longer and then went quiet. I sighed in relief and I opened my eyes. I was just beginning to relax when I suddenly felt the cabinet doors begin to swing forward. I gasped and grabbed them, trying to pull them closed again. They fought against me as I struggled to keep them shut. I was pulled forward, then as the doors were violently yanked open, I found myself staring up into her face. It was pale in the moonlight, thin and heart-shaped. Long, dirty, stringy, greying blonde hair hung down from its scalp, but that wasn't the most disturbing thing. It was the eyes, or should I say lack of eyes. There were black voids where the eyes should have been. The eyeless face smiled at me with yellow teeth and thin lips. I stared in horror for I don't know how long before the spell was broken by that clicking sound again. It was loud and getting louder coming from inside the cabinet where I was hiding. I suddenly felt something grab my ankle and turn my head away from that awful face only to find myself staring into another one, smaller, but a mirror of the one in front of me. It was the size of a child, pale and eyeless like the other thing. It smiled at me and began to giggle and my blood ran cold. 
It was pulling me back into the cabinet. I panicked, struggling against it and kicking at its pale, bony hands until it let me go. I scrambled to my feet, only to run back into the larger creature who reached out at me with long, bony hands. I wasn't thinking. I reached out and just shoved at the thing with all of my might. I fell right through it, slamming into the hard wall behind the doorway. I slumped there for a moment, dazed and confused. Then I rushed towards the doorway. I had to get out of there. As I ran, I became aware of a heartbeat pulsating in my head. The walls, the floor and the ceiling rocketed and vibrated with a heartbeat. It was as if the entire house was alive. I gritted my teeth and kept running, trying to ignore it, trying not to trip on the floor which was pulsating under my feet. I reached the door to the basement and dashed down the stairs. The sound of my feet pounding down the stairs was drowned out by the horrible beating of a heart echoing through the house, even through my body. I rushed to the window, I climbed out and ran home. I never looked back. A month later, and the house was still there. Its windows stared blankly into space like a face without eyes. The workmen who had been hired to tear it down had not done so. I'm sure I'd seen them go into the house and leave not too long afterwards, driving quickly down the street as if they were being chased by something. Nobody ever returned to finish the job, and I guess the council figured it was a waste of money to bother. I'd also been avoiding the house since my foolish adventure, and I'd only just worked up the courage two weeks after the incident with the workman. I now stood outside the house, my feet planted firmly on the sidewalk as I stared at its empty windows in silence. The place didn't seem so sinister during the day, just sad like always. If those walls could speak, it could tell me everything that had happened there. Why the brutal murders had happened so long ago and who was responsible. I'd come to the conclusion that the things I'd seen in there weren't actually monsters. They were the spirits of the family that had been murdered. Maybe they hadn't been trying to hurt me when I'd gone in there. I started to head home when I stopped, noticing a glint of something on the grass. I walked over to it and picked the item up. It was a charm bracelet, silver and tarnished with age. Five little letters dangled from it, spelling Sarah. A cold chill suddenly went through my body and I slowly turned back towards the house. In the right-hand side window on the second floor, I saw four figures looking down at me. They had no eyes. to go into an old abandoned house with that kind of history. Although, maybe this is no more than a work of fiction designed just to creep us out. It certainly worked on me. Make sure to visit our website to have your say. We want to take a moment to thank all of our listeners who recently reached out to us on our Facebook page. Your positive messages really encourage us to make more stories. If you want to support the pod further, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Facebook, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Also, we find a great way to avoid spooky encounters is to share the podcast with your family and friends. Well, that's what I've been told anyway. 
that's all from us this week. Take it easy and don't stop asking. Do you believe in ghosts? Welcome to Tim Hortons. Thanks. I'll have... A pumpkin spice latte? How'd you know? Oh, was it my pumpkin earrings? Yeah, maybe. Or is it my pumpkin hat? That's a great hat. Oh, is it my ringtone? It's pumpkin spice time! Yep, bingo. It's pumpkin spice time now at Tim Hortons. Indulge in a creamy pumpkin spice latte or a sweet and cold pumpkin spice iced cap. Pumpkin spice beverages are back now at Tim Hortons. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Pumpkin spice time.